Hi, and welcome to another Economic Commentary. I'm Stuart Bergman. The Russian invasion of Ukraine has threatened global fuel security and set in motion a series of events that raise questions around existing supply lines. For Europe, these questions are all the more acute given its reliance on Russian energy imports and the increasing risk that gas rationing this coming winter could tip the continent into recession. Talk of a so-called Marshall Plan for European energy security has buoyed prospects from Oslo to Tehran. But as one of the world's most resource-rich countries, is there a role for Canada to play in helping Europe transition away from Russian fossil fuels? Russia accounts for 40% of the European Union's gas consumption and more than a quarter of its crude oil imports. At a country level, the Netherlands, Germany, and Poland are the largest importers of crude oil from Russia, while Germany, Italy, Turkey, and France rank as Russia's top natural gas customers. Fears of supply constraints and surging energy prices are already forcing European businesses and households to cut energy use. Plans around fuel rationing was a key factor that led EDC Economics to downgrade its euro-area growth forecast in our summer global economic outlook. As the world's fourth largest oil producer and fifth largest gas producer, Canada pledged in March to boost its oil and gas exports by up to 200,000 barrels per day and 16,000 cubic meters per day, respectively. However, with Europe importing 2.2 million barrels per day of oil and 420 million cubic meters per day of gas from Russia, such an amount would only make up a fraction of the deficit. In the short term, Canada's ability to fill the gap is limited with Canadian producers already producing at near capacity. It would take several years and billions of dollars of investment to add production at a time when many companies are under pressure to show increased capital discipline and help reduce carbon emissions. Volatile asset prices in the context of central bank efforts to soak up excess liquidity only adds to the uncertainty. And even if we could ramp up production, our ability to export that additional capacity remains constrained by our export infrastructure. Canada's current energy export infrastructure is almost entirely geared toward the United States due to the location of supply basins and demand centers, the integration of our transportation networks, as well as existing Canada-US trade agreements. In the absence of a trans-Canadian pipeline, Shipping Western Canadian oil to Europe would mean transporting oil to the Gulf Coast through pipelines or by rail, before then loading it onto tankers and shipping it across the Atlantic. Similarly for natural gas, exporting to Europe would require either shipping through the US at a greater cost or selling to the US market at a lower price to then allow additional US supplies to be exported to Europe. In the medium term, there may be opportunities for Canada to export more oil from Newfoundland and Labrador to Europe, while also keeping up with our climate commitments. Three ongoing oil projects on the East Coast are expected to add an additional 292,000 barrels per day of capacity by 2028. The offshore projects have a price advantage over Western Canadian Select, as well as a lower break-even price. Additionally, oil production out of Newfoundland and Labrador has lower average emissions compared to the offshore international average. 
On the natural gas side, supplying Europe would require investment in LNG facilities along the East Coast for the liquefaction of natural gas to be shipped overseas. This would take time and money, as well as require assurances of long-term purchasing agreements. It might also require designing the new terminals to handle green hydrogen, helping to build a bridge to a future where we export hydrogen in the form of ammonia. The bottom line? In the short term, Canada's capacity to provide any additional oil and gas to Europe is limited by both our export infrastructure and production capacity. There are opportunities for Canada to provide more oil and gas to Europe over the medium term, but this would require the right investment and would, even then, likely be limited compared to the large swing producers like OPEC Plus and the United States. This week, a very special thank you to Zhen Zhen Yi, a country risk analyst in our Economic and Political Intelligence Center. The topic for this week's commentary comes to us from Don Hendry of Seedmaster in Emerald Park, Saskatchewan. As always at EDC Economics, we value your feedback. If you have ideas that you would like us to explore, please email us and we will do our very best to cover them in future editions of the commentary. Until next time, thanks for tuning in.